0: Oh, you want more? Oh, uh, this good? Oh,
1: wow, that was extreme. Edging with Tucker and Mora. little Tragically Hip once again to start off a podcast because once again we are going to be talking to a member of the Tragically Hip.
2: That's right.
1: Gord Sinclair will be our guest coming up in a bit. I guess we should keep an eye on uh, the door there to see, uh, oh no we're getting a call right? I got my phone phone here. Okay. Okay. Keep an eye on it. Um. Yeah, I mean, like, it seems like just a couple of podcasts ago we had Paul <laughs> Langlois on. Yeah, uh, what a gu-
2: What a lovely person he yeah. was.
1: And Gord is just as lovely. As, oh,
2: you've met him a couple times?
1: I've met him before. I don't know how many times, but, like, uh, I've seen him around when I lived in Kingston. And just, he's one of those guys that everyone likes, and he's a really likable guy.
2: You can be like, hey, man, and he won't be like, get out of my face. <laughs> Oh, uh, no, that's what he said to me. When I, the one time he's like, get out of my face, loser.
1: And then he stepped on me and uh, moved past. No, no, really nice guy. Uh, this is a song that Mora picked, which is a song I often forget about.
2: I like this next part. I always do the harmony.
1: Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Uh, you know, I
2: heard watching that long time running documentary that when the band first got together after they found out about Gord's cancer diagnosis, that they had a jam session, and somehow they just started playing that. There was no discussion about what they were going to play.
1: It just started? Someone started
2: started it. It was probably the drums, because that has like a huge intro, right? At least a minute long, which is part of my favorite thing about that song, because it has that build-up that I love. And uh, the band was like, man, this is actually one of our harder songs to play. Why did... Why did you we, pick that Why one? did we just start rolling into that? But, you know, it worked. It's yeah. funny that they would just naturally flow into something and everyone all of a sudden is on the right page. Mm-hmm. But that's chemistry right there.
1: Yeah, yeah. I wonder, because um, as far as I know, and we'll, we'll ask him about this in just a sec. He's, is he I, here?
2: I, I think he uh, is here. I think I he just, is here. Oh, my God. Um, Should we just keep it rolling?
1: Yeah, sure. Let's just
2: keep it rolling so you can hear when he comes in. You can hear the
1: awkward, hi, Uh,
2: big fan. Uh, Do you remember me?
1: Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. I was just watching um, some like old live stuff from the hip. And uh, I I, I was uh, watching stuff from when they did Woodstock Mm -hmm. over 20 years ago, like the revamped Woodstock. And that was great. And then I watched uh, the end of the last show they did in Kingston. And I tell you, I was like moved to tears watching them do a head by a century, just knowing like what uh. was going to happen and all that. Hey, <laughs> what's going hey, on? Come
2: on in. We were just talking about you. <laughs> it's all
1: good. Uh, our guest on the podcast Is Gord Sinclair The new album yes. uh, That came Ooh. out earlier this year Is called Incontinental Drift And the single from the album We're going to play for you right now uh, At least a clip of it Is called Cool Guy I know- You know when I was listening to this for the first time, I was thinking like it really brought me back to like almost a 90s, like indie CanCon rock, but like, you know, Sloan Odds, like, you know, when mm. everybody was firing off on all cylinders, there's hip vibes to it, early hip vibes. Mm.
0: Sure, sure. I, I mean, again, I was middle aged in the '90s, right? So to me, it's more like a '70s punk rock kind of. Thing. Okay, oh, right? yeah, gotcha. That's what yeah. I'm trying to do. Yeah. And, and and I I should have I should have spelt it better on the. Anyway, it's actually ghoul Guy" as opposed to "Cool." Oh, sorry.
1: Guy. No, that's all right. That's all right. I had no idea. My eyes are bad. So, speaking of being middle-aged now. (laughs) No, no. No,
0: working with Gord all these years, he had a real cool literary device that he would intentionally misspell words. Oh, yeah? And usually put parenthesis and S-I-C-Sick in the middle, but it's actually about kind of ghoulish, monstrous guys who... Well, it's think about... that they're cool. Zuckerberg, ah, right? Like, hey, well, it was a part of the you foundation. You did hear it from
1: me. Okay. Oh, gotcha. I read that, so I don't know. I heard it from somebody. People but... are saying
0: that it might be about those, those kind of cats.
1: Oh, my yeah. God. I, you know what? I can't, Even looking at it now, I can't see that it's a G. I got to get right up. Oh, <laughs> my God. Oh God. I'm embarrassed now Not to a word. Not a word. I apologize. Um, the new album was out in, I guess, April now. That's right. And uh, That's you were supposed to be doing some shows that kind of got, like, side track because of illness and uh yeah, yeah. so like you were supposed to do a date in toronto a couple of weeks ago as we record this and so will that be rescheduled at we're, a later date or it's not unsure yeah it's
0: unsure right now we're, we're working on things um the musicians that i'm playing with are are, are they're pros they're they're active and, and quite busy and obviously rescheduling the venues is a it's another issue as well um it's funny like the 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 COVID, I you, you kind of assume after three years that it's behind us. Yeah, mm. right. Uh, interestingly enough, when I when I first started this, embarking on doing some solo stuff, I was two weeks in on a, 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 a the first record I put out when. The, the yeah, it was 2020,
2: hit. right? Yeah, that's and true. So
0: we were two weeks into shows, and then the world stops. Oh
2: my
1: God, and you can't catch a break. Well, <laughs> it,
0: it's, it, I mean that—that's uh, the reality of it, right? And 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 you just come to a place of acceptance with it. We we got one show in what was basically going to be a you know a quick little five six show run, mm-hmm. and uh, my guitar player uh, and and co producer and, and best bud James McKenty came down with COVID after the show. And um don't test, man. That's yeah. my way of yeah, avoiding yeah, it either. Yeah. Don't, don't,
1: I, <laughs> I actually have COVID right now. But <laughs> no, but uh, like uh, it seems like people are beyond it to a point where like even if they have a little bit of a cold or something, they just don't test now. Out of sight out of mind, I, I, I guess have a you gotta friend be careful. Who just
2: had it too. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. what are you testing for? But you know, but yeah, you, you do. You
1: don't want to expose people who could be like yeah. really you know, you know like, sensitive. Like my
0: reality is that, that you know when you're when you're on the road in a, a traveling outfit and it happened a number of times with with friends of mine you know the july talk guys got a quarter into a tour and had to yeah. get it shut down so you're you're exposed to each other and and from a personal point of view, my uh, I'm the primary caregiver in my family, and I for my 90 year old father. And oh, I just you know, and so oh, that's boy. again, I whatever side of the equation you fall on, there is a responsibility there that we have totally. for each yeah, yeah, other. Yeah, yeah, a, oh my So, God. so anyway, I'm not again. It's not political at all. It's just that's just our reality, and yeah, and yeah. it's it's kind of the way the dice roll. Sometimes, that's, and that's all right. That's So wrong you,
2: ha- you had to cancel Massey Hall. Yeah. And have you played in there since the renovations
0: well interestingly enough we did we but we played on the floor um as as the hip with with, with feist singing yeah, uh, yeah it's the a so was
1: I, was that before uh, that was after the renovations well it was sort
0: of in transition okay. we were actually on the floor there were no seats um I think I don't know if we played the stage behind us or facing the stage. It was all very... I felt like you were up a level, but I forget yeah. now. Or
1: maybe you guys presented or did something up there and then moved down yeah, for the performance. It was all uh, very confusing.
0: It was actually quite wonderful because we'd resisted um, doing anything because uh, it, obviously it didn't feel right and it still wouldn't feel right until it was suggested that um, Leslie w- would do this with us. And, and all of us kind of, the light bulb went on all at the same time that, that hey, you know that would be... Cool,
2: that would be cool, yeah. and that,
0: that's something the that gourd would love and yeah. and it was great, and as it turned out, um Mr. Lightfoot was there introducing the band, so we basically performed for him uh wow, and i I kind of get goosebumps just thinking about it, not only for him but but Leslie is just such a wonderful artist and musician and and kind of put Her own spin every version of that song that we did, and it was great for the five of us to
1: play. We loved together. it, man. And, we loved it as fans, as a lifelong yeah, fan super of the hip. Cool. And you know, I I was gonna wait a little bit before playing you a clip, but I we had Paul Langlois in here. Um, you know, he's got a new solo album as well. He
0: does, yeah.
1: Um, and we kind of asked the question that you guys all probably hate getting. Um, we waited a little bit before we dove into it, but, uh, (laughs) this was us asking Paul about, you know, um, if you guys are like, if you play together, that kind of thing. Can I ask you the question that you probably hate getting? Sure. I don't know what it is, but go. I mean, is there any chance that you will get back together with the guys and do some sort of tribute to yourselves and maybe bring guest musicians along? And, uh, I mean, I think to... You guys performed, was it Sarah Harmer you performed with uh, for the Juno? Um, or something? That was Feist. Oh, yeah, Feist. Feist. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. So do you even get together with the guys to play anymore? No, um, but we do get together uh, mostly like through COVID, a Zoom call, but basically we have one every three out of four weeks. Uh, so constantly see their faces. and um, I know you guys can do it in the right way, and I know the fans – would love to see you guys play those songs again. Obviously, everyone's preference would be to have Gord up there, but that's not an option now. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, to grab a Dallas or to grab a Feist or to grab somebody else and, and get him up there and just, you know, show some love to the songs that you guys created. I think that, uh, I'm just planting the seed. No, 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 I'll 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 let you out of this. I'll let you out of it. I'm I'm just planting a seed. And there have been others that have come before you trying to plant the same Uh, seed. But it was only because it was Feist that that was the only
2: thing that could last. Let's get Feist to do a whole show, (laughs) A whole,
1: like, it it doesn't have to be a whole tour. Just do one. We'll, uh, (laughs) we'll take what we can get. So that was uh yeah, that was Paul answering it, and you know I, look as fans we' we appreciate the dilemma that you'd be in, but we totally. are ready for for that kind of thing, and I know it might take you guys a lot longer to be ready for that kind of thing, but uh hopefully one day we'll we'll get to see you guys play those songs live, and I'm sure when you do like um you know when you're doing a solo show, will you pay tribute to any of your you know Hip songs,
0: yeah. I mean, very much so. I'm I'm playing, you know, three, four numbers of the of the hip. Maybe not ones you might expect. Some you might expect when I'm playing. I mean, listen, I I love those guys. Um, I love that band, and I I loved I loved our material. It's fun. Yeah. To, it's fun to play. Um, obviously, you can hear the ret- reticence in Paul's voice. I mean, I've always been in the never say never camp, and that's mm-hmm. kind of where we were when the Junos. And the folks at the Junos kept coming at us, and what about this? What about that? Yeah. What about that? And that's what I was saying earlier when when they someone said feist. I think it was our manager Jake. It's like oh, and so you never say never, right? right. And 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 who who knows if it's the right occasion, if it's the right charitable function that could use that kind of help? I would again, I would never say never. Right. Like I say, I I love. Playing with those guys and it was a wonderful opportunity for us to get together and with our with our crew guys again. It was quite emotional. Was when fun.
2: you pick a, a song that you want to do on the road with your new crew. Is there ones where you're like, I, I, this is my favorite hip song. I'm going to do this one for sure. Like, what, what ones come to mind for you personally that were your favorite to play live? And can I just mention
1: before you answer that question, when we got into this podcast, we played a hip song and Maura picked it. And one of her favorite songs is a song that I bet you'd never guess <laughs> someone would say was their favorite.
2: Yeah. There's so many cool. options. But yeah. What was it? Uh, Escape is at hand for the beautiful. traveling man. Yeah. I love that song. Oh, thanks. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful.
0: That's, well, I mean, and to me that's a that's a quintessential hip song which was literally literally when we recorded it it was kind of a hit record which we were always doing while we were writing so we were kind of writing on the fly yeah. and that version that we ended up putting on the record um was basically in that form we couldn't replicate it we couldn't play it the same way again we actually lifted a bit of the course to to give it a double course but this is us just doing what we do, hanging with each other. Just jamming. And, and, and Gord's writing on the fly, and we're looking at each other.
1: And you felt like, oh, and, and do you know when you're in the zone, oh, we got it now. This is, I mean, it may not be finished, but you're like, this is the foundation we needed. It's just, it's hard to describe. I mean, again, I,
0: I I'm, not, I'm not lying. I get goosebumps thinking about it. It's literally what we did since we were kids and and you kind of know it. Once we got into a groove with each other when we were writing, throwing, you know, your your idea, my idea, and you know when they came together into something that could become something great, you know. And in this particular instance and there's been others, it's like, wow, that's really kinda of special. And you feel you feel grateful for your fellow musicians. Like I, I know for a fact that there's no other group or individual that could do something like this because I can hear my four bandmates and myself yeah. mm. improvising and playing together, which is really the, the power of live performance and musicianship, you know, which it's a great time in music right now because people can make records on their own and you can sit in your basement and you don't even need to play an instrument anymore. You can do it on a keyboard. That's mm. true. <laughs> but there is a magic and a, and a very real thing about a group of musicians playing with each other mm-hmm. and listening to each other and playing off of each other mm-hmm. that is just transcends something that an individual can do. You know, that's the great thing about being in a group. You know, we uh we were yeah, the sum was always great in the parts. We had some great members in the group. We're all good musicians in our own right and Gord was just a phenomenal entertainer, a great singer. Oh my
1: god, I was watching uh and I, we're going to get you to answer that question. I don't want to we'll go back to it, but I was um before, you know, being uh, with you here, I was going down a live show rabbit hole on YouTube and I stumbled across the uh the um uh, Woodstock Show and you know Gord was in fine form up there doing his Gord stuff and I mean I'm a, I'm such a huge fan of the work you guys have done. I used to do my own version of Gord, listening to the albums with my headphones on, alone in a room. And of course, all the hands, you know, like that, <laughs> yeah. you know, like what, all this stuff. But and then and then I then I got to the last show in Kingston and I was watching that final song and it was like it moved me to tears. It really did because more so now you know knowing that that was the last show that we got in and I don't I, we gotta stop talking about this because yeah. I'm actually I, if I'm getting emotional I can't imagine yeah. how that makes you feel okay your favorite hit song to play <laughs> when you're picking songs to do with your solo project well in, in my case it's all
0: it's really a, a question of what I can actually sing you know Gordon mm. had a great vocal range and stuff but I I, I I pick songs that remind me of the guys that maybe the audience isn't gonna know that I'm going to do um that are fun to play you know Mm -hmm. that kind of reflect what my 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 little outfit can do and stuff like that and and um you know I'm playing guitar it's hard to sing and play bass at the same time um because they you know they just rhythmically they don't work so great that's why Sting's such a great player but um yeah so I you know like I'm playing. You don't e- want to say if I don't want to well, tell. you. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> it's a secret. Yeah. This will
1: air after your show in Hamilton. Okay, so we can keep it a secret. We promise we'll lay, we'll, we'll keep it sealed up.
0: Well, you know I'm 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 playing a song from Day for Night called The Inevitability of Death. Right, which is a wonderful song. Um, obviously, it has uh, a fairly significant meaning. It had a significant meaning when we wrote it, when Gord wrote the lyric. Uh, it it means. That much more to me now.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it's
0: not. It's not to be Maudlin. Uh, it really, really isn't. It's actually to be. It's a very life affirming lyric, right? It's about. It's about perseverance, mm-hmm. you know, and what what inevitability what inevitability means, and what death actually means. Again, I'm like now I'm sounding Maudlin, but uh, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, you know. So it's stuff like that, you know, stuff that that I remember writing, and and yeah, just yeah,
1: good from touch. what I remember, you were the guy who did the set list, right? Yeah, that was my gig for the, for a long yeah. time. Yeah. First
0: 15 years or 20 years ago.
1: How hard is it, like, when you... when The longer you guys were performing and the more songs that resonated with people. And, I mean, I, I think, you know, the last show, the last song, Ahead by a Century, you know, choosing yeah. that song must have been one of the hardest decisions you made in your entire career. But how do you... Yeah, how, how do, do, do you do that? Yeah. Well, for the last show, I hats off to Paul because Paul had taken
0: over by that point. He had um his father was uh was our gym uh, uh, physical education teacher in high school oh, so cool. Paul was great with doing up a you know like a tournament shed, you know this goes here and this goes here so he had all these brackets and and <laughs> over the course of the tour um it all it all worked out amazingly in my case like like you say the more records that we got as you can imagine I've got four guys saying oh yeah what about this and what about that? And I'm never playing that song again, just so you know, and that, that's how I had to do it, you know? Oh, and and so it was what, always going kind to of fun that way.
1: As a bassist in the band, what song was the hardest for you to play? Was there one that you were like, ah, oh, it's, you know, a big song, but it's like, this is going to be, I don't even want to work my hand that hard on this well, one. Well, it's
0: it's actually funny. You say that it didn't really hit me until about 25 years into playing, but I it got to the point where, you know, a song, which was super heavy 16th notes, like, you know, like a pick I'll believe in you or something like that, where, you know, you're hitting it real hard. I started to get tendinitis in my hand. Oh, I bet. Oh. And then people are getting out their handkerchiefs at home now and, and feeling really sorry. <laughs> <my head>. but, <laughs> but it was actually cool. Like anything like, like a musician does, you, you kind of adapt. I actually started playing with the pick, um, which I was always adverse to because all my bass heroes never played with picks. But it actually opened up a bunch of new possibilities for me oh. as a musician. So, again, you, you, you kind of make. Lemonade,
1: right? You what? know, I hate going. I hate going down the tragically hip rabbit hole because we do have, uh, you know, a whole new album from you featuring Ghoul Guy, of course. <laughs> of course. Uh, there was the. Uh, Here is a song from the last album, just to give you another taste.
2: <laughs>
1: I was. This is called "It's Already Too Late." I mean, yeah, you can hear the hip in there. I mean, yeah. I was in.
0: I was in the hip, so... Well, yeah, same uh, with
1: Paul. You know, we were listening to some new songs. You're like, there's hip
0: vibes. You know, uh, we all did our fair share of writing, and so it's impossible not to have it sound not only like I would write, but also the influence that the guys in my group had on the way that I hear music, you know? like I.
2: What's it been like making music without the guys you're used to with this new crew?
0: Uh... Yeah, that's been the real challenge. like a uh, whole
2: new chapter. I'm yeah, sure.
0: really, honestly. it's that's been the real challenge. we We had a very unique little outfit. We were we were friends first and foremost, and uh, bandmates second and 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 you know, um, and we got into this really comfortable groove uh, after our first couple records where, like most bands do I've got a song. Oh, I have a song, and you kind of work it that way. Mm-hmm. We kind of realized that, it was great just to have someone bring an idea, an unfinished idea. It's a riff, or it's a vocal idea, or whatever, or a drum beat, mm-hmm. And we would jam it, just like Escape is at Hand is the tra- for the Traveling Man. It was a bass riff that I brought in, and we'd play it and play it and play it until it became something. Mm-hmm. And if it didn't become anything, we would just, okay, next guy. Right. Um, so, in my case, I got used to writing that way. I, I stopped writing lyrics in 1992, you know, because it was... Gorge Province. Um, you know he was up front he had to sing them and he, so he did. you know he had to sing them with the conviction of, oh, of and
1: arguably of, one of the greatest lyricists our country's ever seen yes. so how do you like yeah that's right Wait, isn't there a famous joke about uh I, I forget who I heard it from but it's like what's the last thing a bassist or a drummer said before they left the band is hey why don't we uh, play one of my songs guys or I forget what it is the, it's the, something to that effect that is anyway pretty good. I've well,
0: been saying in a number of interviews that you know I I worked with a guy who I consider one of the the greatest lyricists in, in, in rock and roll. Um, Mm -hmm. and so it was difficult for me as a writer once I, I resolved to, to, to pick up the mantle as it were, or do as I promised Gord to not stop playing. Um, and then I kind of realized, and I've said this before too, that, that it's, I can't sit and write Yummy, yummy, yummy! I've got love in my tummy, mm. <laughs> right? I've got to, I've got to ha- try to uh, have. The lyric has to have some heft. Gordon really believed in the power of words, yeah. Um, and it's important. So, yeah, that's where I found myself. It would. So it, it took me a lot longer to write songs because I didn't have my pals with me. Oh my God! I got my pal James, who's was a great sounding board, you know. Um, yeah, he, he, and he knows how we write. I did a bunch of records with him when he was a group called the Spades and Peterborough, so we know each other musically
2: really well. So Gord told you don't stop playing.
0: No, he didn't want us to, to ever stop. Yeah, he's 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 fatalistic and a, and a great guy. And, and that's
2: why you guys had so much success as a band, though, because number one, you were friends. That yeah. was the first thing. And then, sure. the sa- as you said,
1: like... Well, family, more, like, sure. you know... and we... And I'm we, sure you have tough days like any family or, you know, has and... Yeah,
0: show me a family that doesn't fight internally. Sure. And I'll, and I'll show you someone who's not telling them
1: the truth. Yeah, we, or a family we that fought. doesn't spend any time together. Yeah. One or the other, you know? <laughs> like, we were
0: in an artistic business, and, and which involves investing your passions in composition and performance, and and that inevitably will lead to some headbutting yeah. at some point. And we had some strong personalities.
1: So. Did, you, did you have rivalries back in the day, like when you were starting out? Eventually, you guys surpassed everybody. But when, like, you know, an Our Lady piece comes along, you're like, oh, we got to crush those fuckers. You <laughs> know, <laughs> like, Rain th- thinks he can put a band together, you know, or, like, a big wreck or a big sugar. You know, all those bands that were, like, f- popping off and trying to, like, steal some of your market share, man. I, I <laughs> we, we never looked
0: on it that way. We, we but there were a lot of groups when we were coming up that that pushed us to be better, you know? Like starting in the early days, coming into Toronto, you know, with groups like the Phantoms, you know, they were really good, and you had to get really good. That's the great thing about this country, you know? It's a tough country to tour. You gotta take the show on the road, you can't have a day gig, and you learn how to play, and so does everybody else. And so the bar gets raised, you know? There was a group, the first time we did Roadside Attraction, in '93, we had uh, Midnight Oil oh, go on I was, right before. Us. I went to that show. That, was a, <laughs> that was a real eye opener for. Again, I get goosebumps. Like they, they hit the first chords of, of Dreamworld, and we're like, "Wow, we're we're up against it." I was just in Montreal
1: at that show. That was my first Midnight Oil show, not band. my first hip show. Uh, one of my favorite hip shows because it just was Whoa. a perfect night at Parkarian or wherever it was. I forget. Yeah. But um, but I remember seeing the hip and Peter Garrett, he's larger than life. Physically, he's like eight foot tall, you know, and then he gets his arms going, doing exactly <laughs> what you're doing in here that you yeah. can't see. Yeah. And then he's like 10 feet tall when he does that. 10 feet tall. I just, I, I went to, uh, I saw them at uh, Massey Hall. I think they were doing their final tour and it was, uh, was it a year ago? Mm-hmm. Was that? That show and it was tons of fun and oh, that, that was epic, epic, and the second one too. And you had like Ziggy Marley and yeah. you had Danielle Lanoue. You guys had an amazing lineups. That
0: particular circumstance was was really it was a watershed moment for us. They they made us a better band because they really you know they they had a credo that we don't support anyone. We don't op- they we don't open for anyone. The oh. oils. and so they came on just doing what their thing was. But you know the end that result was their intention was to blow us off the stage. Age. And we had to rise to the occasion. We've since become quite good buds with them, and, and they—they—they've been just lovely to us after
1: losing. But they—they re, they really wanted to just like—they couldn't help it. They're, <laughs> I'm just they're saying, just competitive, that good. you know what? I, of course, yeah. I, I would be the good. same way. Yeah. You know? yeah, and then so when you um, when you're like traveling as the hip, and you have opening acts. I mean, it, there's always a thing, oh, we don't give them full power on the sound. And, you know, like... So you, you couldn't get away with that with, the, with no, Midnight Oil, no, and, right? No, and,
0: and we never did that um, uh, to anybody that we worked with. We always went out of our way to to bring uh, an up-and-comer, a new group that we'd found and, or, or heard. When we were younger, uh, it was back in the day where you could get on a tour, but it was a pay-to-play type of situation. You had to really? pay to get on the bill. Wow. And we, you know... It, sounds like sour grapes but no one really ever gave us a break with the exception was rush who invited us to tour in north america uh, north america with them, and we just couldn't do it timing wise oh man that would have been good <laughs> such a horror we should have dropped what we were doing yeah, yeah. <laughs> but at the end of the day like you know so we kind of resolved very early on that oh these this group's great you know let's let's take them with us and and, and give them a you know see what it's like and, and Again, that's live music. You 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 learn how to do it. You learn how to play the. I've said this a million times too, but you learn how to play the rinks like they're small clubs, and you learn how to play the small club like it's a hockey rink, right? right? And gotcha. yeah, and that's why we're good at this in Canada. You know, we gotta we gotta protect these small clubs, or we're not yeah. gonna have yeah. we're yeah. not gonna have Our Lady Peace or the Tragically Hip or or
1: you know, yeah. Yeah. Do you have a favorite band that you guys feel like you discovered and brought on the road that went on to do great things, or do you?
0: No, we yeah. would never take credit for discovering anybody. But you know, there, there's so many groups that we that we that we toured with. You know, the, the R Kells when they were they were a bar band, and Sam Roberts when they were a bar band. Mm-hmm. And, That's and, true. I and saw goes, Sam Roberts yeah. open for
2: you
1: at <laughs> Day's Art, man. Uh. And, it's, and it's it's cool. It, it's cool uh, to watch
0: them follow the same path that we took and we didn't build the road we followed the same path that that groups like rush and and triumph and all the the road warriors you know that's and that's what that's what we do in this country that's what we're good at
1: Gord sinclair when you get on stage as Gord sinclair and you're with your new crew um is it weird to be standing in the middle like you know, I'm always used to looking at the stage. You're just to the right, you know. You're right between Bobby and Gord, and uh, yeah, and, well, uh, that's where I stay. Actually, do I don't. You? I
0: don't go in the middle. I have I, I I stay off to the right where I'm used to wow. used to being. Uh, and again, I'm a I'm an egalitarian by nature. And our drummer Jeff Chuck is a fabulous player. He deserves to be up front, so he's he's in the middle, and and cool. we just
1: do it that way. How, how did you end up like always? You know, as a fan. Paul's on the left, Bobby's on the right, and the gourds are sandwiched in the middle with Johnny at the back. And is that does it become a superstitious thing, or because it became that was always how we saw you? And it was there ever part of you was like, "Hey guys, I'd like to be on the left uh, today," or you know, stage no. left, whatever it's called?
0: I, I mean, again, we we never really overthought this. You know, I'm sure the first stage that we were on had more room on stage left than it did on stage right, so two of us went, and we didn't change for. 40-odd years.
2: Wow.
1: So it, never, it never
0: would cross our minds. You'd completely never, completely. yeah, you'd
1: never, but it obviously, it had to become a little like, uh, yeah. you know, you, yeah. you know, <laughs> no, it, it's, not superstitious at all. <laughs> no, no,
0: not at all. I mean, ironically, I, it, yeah, ironically, um, Paul, about 10 years ago, developed uh, an idiopathic hearing loss in his right ear. He went, woke up one morning, he was deaf in his right ear. Really? So, fortuitously, we continued to play and he was, in the spot that he should be because he could hear us from is what was wow. now his only good ear. Wow. I, I hope he doesn't get mad at me for telling that story. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, so it's it's funny how things work out. It's all yeah. meant
1: to be in my mind. He yeah. was telling us about his campfire rules uh, yeah. when people are playing around there. He's very strict about it. <laughs> very him. intense. No, no
0: hip songs unless you're in the hip. Oh,
2: I didn't hear that <laughs> rule. Really?
0: Yeah, that's a big rule around oh my his campfire.
2: Oh God, you don't <laughs> want to hear somebody else's version? <laughs> no, no,
1: no. Do, do you have your own campfire uh, song rules? Are uh, you as regimented mm-hmm. as Paul. <laughs> no, no,
0: no. Paul's a good campfire host. He, he, he has the rules on a, on, on a board. Yeah. To a tree. Two song is, max,
1: pass the guitar. Two song max, pass the guitar. You gotta know all the, the words. Yeah, yeah, No half song. There's always
0: someone that'll do the whole set, you know, and, and so, oh. yeah, it's very, very specific.
1: Okay, you're not as you're, you're not as recommended. Well, look, I I feel like we could talk to you forever. Honestly, I I, I know that you have to help like uh, the crew and tell them where to go. But uh, <laughs> uh, lifelong fans here mm. of everything you've done, and uh, Ghoul Guy" is the new single from Gord Sinclair. I I'm you, I, you know I'm gonna hate myself for forever. A few days. No, no, no. <laughs> honestly, because you do say "Cool Guy" in it too, right? I think it's just a question of bad
0: pronunciation
1: on part. Uh, yeah, no, I said, no, it's our know,
2: fault. It's our fault. I never
1: get lyrics right anyway. And now I can't see properly to know. Because I, <laughs> I literally, I saw it on Spotify. I saw it in the press release. I saw it oh, when no I excuse. got the song. No excuse. no excuse. I <laughs>
0: have no By no. the way,
1: out of curiosity, I was shocked, actually, but, um, when I went to Spotify and, um, and I was looking at like hip songs, for example. I was just curious. Do you know what the most streamed song is, by chance? Like, do you look a, at
0: that stuff? Don't have a clue. No, I don't have Spotify.
1: Okay. Oh, okay. Well, good for you. I mean, uh, for... I've got records. Yeah. yeah. It, would would it shock you? And it's also the most watched YouTube song from the Tragically Hip. The two go hand in hand.
2: Take a guess at what song you think it might be.
1: I gotta guess it's Bob Cajun. It's Bob Cajun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't need so an
0: algorithm to tell me that.
1: Yeah. I, I, honestly, I thought it'd be New Orleans is sinking. I thought it would be like Fifty Mission cap, but this is such a beautiful. I thought We Kings yeah. would. Uh, we Kings well, again.
0: I mean, I, I can go on about the hip for hours. Um, but this, Do you have hours? a song? We'll, we'll stay. We'll <laughs> stay for hours. I don't, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. This is a song, and you could see it when we played it live. You know, you could look out at the crowd and see the emotional resonance that this piece of work has for people which is the ultimate reward right? but you could look out and you can see these great big giant biker type guys with their arms around each other I
2: love you, man,
0: <laughs> while we're playing this tune you know and that's a beautiful 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 thing that's the power of the music
2: what
1: a gift you gave us oh, thank God, you for I wish, your gift I wish, can we play another song and you can just give us some backstory <laughs> on it that is beautiful what if i told you uh, i'll tell you my favorite hip song no. let me see I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to pull it up here I don't know if you would, uh... I wonder what your thoughts are on this song right here. I don't even know if I could call it my favorite. It's one of my top three, though, probably. And it didn't even make your greatest hits album. Which I thought was a mistake, but, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, maybe it brings me to a certain time and place in my life, and that's the, you know, half the, the um... Half of the connection to the song is that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah,
0: I... Yeah, Pigeon Cameras is... Interestingly enough, the chorus, Telling Tales at a school, when well, we were writing this, this was a guitar riff that Robbie brought in, and Gord wasn't in the greatest frame of mind while we were playing, and the chorus is literally, this is boring, I don't endorse this. And he's singing it while we're playing it. Right? Oh, wow. And this is how we used to write. And then, you know, you kind of listen back to it and wow, oh, you know, that's, that's pretty good. And obviously the lyric did not the lyric stuck mm-hmm. the sentiment did not right and that's how we composed music as a group it was like you know we don't aspire to be jazz guys because we don't have those chops but but we certainly knew how to riff off of each other yeah. you know this is a great song i always love playing this song live. also he references his family in it you know which i don't think that was his intention ever either, you know but it's again it Personalizes that story, you know, and it resonates with you.
1: It just yeah. reminds me of a fall afternoon in Kingston. I, I think mm. we were listening to this album. We we're going to visit our buddy Nick, uh, who went to Queens mm. for homecoming. And, <laughs> I remember.
0: Uh, I remember. Gord was a, an amazing. He was a diarist. He always had a little book with him. He write down. And we were in the Smithsonian Air and Space Museum in D.C. He and I. And there was a little display, and it had a model of a pigeon with a with a camera. <laughs> Attached to his <laughs> chest, and that's what they used in World War One for surveillance. Wow! And Gord was like, "Wow!" Just like your reaction. Wrote it down, and six or so months later, it becomes a song. It's great. It was. It was a lot of fun. Wow. I miss those guys a lot. Yeah. I, don't, I mean, I, I miss Gord a lot because yeah. I see the other guys all
2: the time. Yeah, we all miss Gord. Yeah. yeah. But what the a music, sad show this has turned into. The in. music lives on, right? The music will never die. And that's oh, Just looking at amazing. all my
1: favorite songs, I could play yeah. so many for you and I'd love to hear the stories yeah. of all of them. And I don't know, maybe one day, like when you're in Toronto and you have some time, uh, like he'd come back happy and we to could do, do something. And, and I tell
0: you, to a guy, we, 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 we appreciate it. We experienced an emotional um, wave like we've never imagined on that last tour. You can see what the music means to people. Um, and that means the world to us. And it was great. Uh, It it was great. I'm sorry it had to end. I'd give it all back if we could still be doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Even I'd give it all back if the five of us were just writing tunes in
1: somebody's garage somewhere. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, loss sucks, man. I lost my mother. That was my yeah. first real experience with losing someone very close to me. And it just it, and it, it just never goes away. You think, oh, like it, you're gonna feel sad for this number of weeks, and then you slowly yeah. get better, but it just comes back. Like I'm sure it you're does. driving down a road in Kingston, and then it brings you to a thought, and then all of a sudden yeah. you have a moment, and that's one of the things you realize about loss, is you never get over yes, it.
0: But love love endures. It always does. Yeah, it's always in your heart. So mm-hmm. it's
1: a good thing. I know the reason here we you know go. The well, uh, the new album we know you wrote during the pandemic, and I, I know it's a dark time, but thank God you had that outlet. And I think a lot of us would have, you know, we were lucky enough to be able to work through the pandemic. <laughs> we were lucky. Thank God we had that, yeah. you know? And so I feel like we're all fortunate that we had some sort of outlet and and it, it, tough times sometimes lead to great music. To magic. Can't agree more. Yep. Oh, here's your guys pulling up here, I think. Yeah. With the they gear. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> thanks Go so much for your time window. honestly we took it's too much pleasure. of it but, it's uh, okay. it's we, okay we, we we love everything that you've it. done and uh and best of luck with this new album thanks. and we hope to see uh schedule that massey hall show in yes. toronto thanks and i hope so too i think i hope so too the stars will align hopefully uh, all right thanks guys thank really you it. all right